0: Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast that tells the story behind the book. It includes insights from authors about how they compose their work, what inspires them, and what they hope you'll take away from their book. Here's your host for this episode of Books on Air, Suzanne Harris.
1: Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Sloane Fremont filling in for Suzanne Harris. This is the podcast where listeners get the secret story behind every book. Today, we're talking about the story of Henrietta Rose. And joining me today is author Barb de la Cuesta. Henrietta Rose struggled with drinking for most of her life and is now sober. She is a naive painter, a raconteur, a sought after speaker at AA meetings, and a good Samaritan to some colorful young drunks. Once she was a rich and famous hostess in exotic capitals and the mother of three children whom she has lost here and there. Her losses haunt her, but sobriety tickles her too. Henrietta screws up her courage to give a series of dinner parties to reacquaint herself with her brother and grandson and gives one last grand party for them and all her new friends. So Barb, welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much. So let's start out by telling the audience a little bit about yourself. I understand you've written a number of plays and you've earned earned awards. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Well, um, my my first novel that I had published was winner of the Give All Press Book Award, and it, it was a, called a Spanish Teacher. And I've since written another novel. I, I lived many years in South America, mm-hmm. and written another novel set in Latin America since then, as well as... Uh, Long ago some plays. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yes, well and the yeah. awards, um, what I was reading in your author bi- author bio um sound amazing. And and you were a playwright in in residence at the Syracuse Stage?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. And what was that like?
0: Uh, that was interesting. <laughs> I, I belonged to a group that gave uh, staged readings. I, I learned a lot with this group and we were we were very close it was a wonderful group we read each other's plays we put on each other's plays mm. And uh that was when i lived up in boston
1: mhm mhm wow and and so here we are today talking about your book henrietta rose can you tell us a little bit about what led you to write the book
0: well uh i wrote it about 10 years ago i uh let's uh i had a fellowship to Ragdale in north of Chicago on the prairie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was a wonderful experience. Uh, it, it was my first, uh, uh experience of a, a month to simply write and be fed and taken care of other, otherwise. Right. And uh, like Henrietta Rose at the time, I was seven years sober and, uh, and it gave me time to reflect on that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, uh, I had spent, uh, in a way, a book is kind of a love letter to AA. Oh, okay. Uh, and I had, uh, I was, uh, saved by AA. Mm-hmm. I was also fascinated by it because, uh, uh, I remember I had an interest in that at the time, and I was taking a course at Leslie College on storytelling, and uh, um, I remember uh, talking about storytelling, how it was something that uh, presumably uh, took place in in pubs and bars, mm-hmm. <laughs> and where else did it take place? You know. Uh, Couple of us were asking each other, and and it occurred to me in AA, <laughs> and at the time, um, you know, I saw many many Irish drunks translated from their bar stools to the halls of AA, and they told wonderful stories, and uh, so I started taking notes. And it was a very uh, fruitful time of my life. I, I totally changed my life, um, and uh, this time in Chicago in Chicago gave me time to reflect mm-hmm. on uh, my losses, my uh, my alcoholic family. Uh, Alcoholics live in uh in families <laughs> mm-hmm. Where their children and their parents are alcoholics usually so it's it's a it's a a family story
1: oh, i see mhm yes I,
0: I lost a son to addiction, and I had time to reflect on my my daughter who uh uh had to kind of bring herself up during that time while I was just totally preoccupied with him. So I took those notes, largely written on the, on check stubs and scraps of paper and envelopes. And I spread them out and I started to, to uh, uh, narrate what what meetings were like. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, stories. And uh, gradually this character who. Henrietta Rose is not me. <laughs> <laughs> She's much more colorful. Uh, she had a much more colorful childhood. Uh, and. She uh, also had a, a very tragic outcome in that she, many years after she had, became sober, she had the after effect of Korsakoff's disease. So you might say she's what they call, what literary critics call an unreliable narrator
1: because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: she forgets things that happened just a few hours or days before. But she has this rich memory of her childhood, which is untouched. Mm-hmm. So I kind of started with that. And I gave her a childhood totally unlike mine, very wealthy childhood. <laughs> <laughs> and in uh, a house that was so big, she got lost in it. And with a brother who was a, a, a very creative person who involved her in his uh, Alchemy, they actually practiced alchemy, all kinds of ingredients together on a third floor attic room. Uh, And um, in his case, thought it might turn to gold. And in her case, she just knew it would explode at some point. (laughs) Never thought it would turn to gold. So so that brother is established and, and she would love to ask him questions about that but he is in the family house in uh, western massachusetts drinking mm. their mother who periodically was uh taken off to rest uh and would come back and uh um, be with them for a time and uh, then be taken off again to rest mm. mm-hmm. He was the uh, alcoholic um
1: and so it sounds like you took the you you took the stories that you had from your own life and and wove them into yeah. a character henrietta rose yeah. and you were able to did were you able to do you feel like you were able to tell your story through henrietta at least parts of your story
0: um no i think i told the story of another drunk uh, oh. The one part of her story that is like mine is not that I was a famous hostess, but I did live abroad. I lived in Latin America for many years and uh, in Henriette with uh, traveling with a husband who uh, worked for, uh, worked in foreign capitals for a company. Mm mm-hmm. And uh, I did give parties, but not, no, nowhere like the parties that Henrietta Rose gave. Uh, and uh, I uh, I did experience um, the same kind of uh, elation that she does in, in AA and kind of finding my life becoming richer and richer uh and all the meetings were were uh, based on meeting that i actually mm, okay uh, right yeah and
1: uh, and so through your book henrietta's life was full of it sounds like peaks and in some real valleys so what triggered her trip into sobriety um
0: uh, well what what triggers it is the brick wall of being unable to go on drinking Mm -hmm. and uh, um, finding yourself in in embarrassing situations. I I think in both of our cases, it was embarrassment.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Henrietta Rose uh, was much more of a lady than I am. And she had a kind of reputation to keep up and she simply couldn't keep it up anymore. Mm. Uh, and,
1: uh, yeah. And so it, it, in your, you, you said about AA and and how that both saved you and fascinated you. And so do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Um uh, yes
0: um AA is uh, it's a little bit uh old fashioned now uh there are all kinds of new programs but it's based on such a deep uh program of self change and s- developing spirituality mhm but it really is like the only the only real way to get sober for mm-hmm. me, and not just get sober but find a kind of peace and happiness that uh, not to say that you can't get sober any other way, but uh it offers more than sobriety right and, and it's it's hard. It's any anything that's worth doing is hard. Right. <laughs> it involves apologizing. It involves examining yourself. And it involves a lot of re- reparations. So Henrietta Rose's uh, dinner parties are like reparations.
1: Ah, uh, I see. Mm-hmm.
0: And the other long reparation which she undergoes Uh, which sort of reflects my concern with my daughter that I had to really win back after I got sober, is that uh, her daughter is dying. Mm -hmm. and She goes on a long trip to the West Coast to find a cure. Uh, And they end up in Mexico trying a last desperate attempt at a cure. And uh, so that takes up a good part of the story
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
0: the long talk she has with this daughter. And then the grandson that she invites uh, to several practice dinners <laughs> is the, the son of that daughter.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: He is also getting into drugs. So it's, you know, the family, it's, uh, it's the repetitions in families. uh,
1: Well, and it becomes normal. If if you see that, you just assume it's normal and you don't know any different.
0: Totally. Unlike most families. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Community and connection are an underlying theme throughout your book. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Well, she has some uh, colorful friends in AA. She's dependent on a very uh, uh, rattle trap truck owned by a a man named Tom who takes her to meetings and who announces every time she she, uh, gets in his truck how many minutes, hours, days, and weeks he's sober. uh (laughs) Uh-huh. and so she goes to meetings with him and he comes, he helps her. And then there's another, uh, little creature, little very young girl called Debbie who, uh, seeks her out when she goes back and takes a drink mm. and often crashes on Henrietta's sofa. And, uh, then there are the wonderful storytellers, you know, that, uh, that she uh, listens to in her meetings
1: yeah and so that that community in that um connection yeah um i i is that a big part of what makes aa successful too being able to share your story and yeah. knowing you're not alone
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's a kind of, you know, it goes back to all the, the old religious practices in a kind of new form of a confessional. Yeah. And and uh, the hard work of reparations. Yeah. So that her final dinner party, she brings all these people together, the brother to whom she's dying to ask about. And uh, the uh, grandson, and the young girl who uh, is in a big jam, but uh, uh, manages to show up sober for her party, and and her friend Tom, and a uh, and a neighbor <laughs> from China, mm-hmm. who uh, who's. Um, Arrived from the Tiananmen Square uh, uh-huh. massacre. Oh, uh, who uh, uh, she uh, she what she shares with him is he's, he's riding around without a helmet and without a light on his bicycle, and she tells him about some bicycle accidents she had
1: mm.
0: when she was newly sober. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah and so what was one of your favorite scenes that you wrote about in the book
0: well I think that was my favorite the the final scene Mm -hmm. and uh, some things that just um were totally made up like the beginning scenes of her childhood the uh uh The times that her mother disappeared and came back the
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the sort of outlaw play she had with her brother and uh, so um and bringing together things she she had lost, like the brother-
1: yeah.
0: mm-hmm. the fact that she she didn't go home to the family house where he slowly. Drinking himself to death is that she uh, she fainted on a train going there and ended up in a HUD subsidized apartment in uh, Waltham.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: uh, I live. I lived in Waltham and I was fascinated by it. Uh, the uh, you know the, the historic immigration of the city. And the, uh, um, you know, the history. Right. Um, yes. So, uh, actually, Henrietta Rose is part of a trilogy, and the first book of the trilogy is really about Waltham. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And what's the title of that book?
0: Uh, that's called Adam's Chair. Okay. Uh, written in poetry oh okay yeah
1: yeah and I'm going to put the links in the show notes so the listeners can find um how to get your book so I'll be sure to include that as well
0: yeah yeah well that's not published an earlier version called Rosamundo has been published okay yeah
1: um what are you most proud of as it relates to your book
0: um Um, AA is is really a kind of hidden treasure. <laughs> it's hard to share. Um, public figures are not supposed to share mm-hmm. about. They're supposed to remain anonymous. Uh, so that uh, the only way you find it is to get yourself in trouble with <laughs> drinking. <laughs> right. And, uh, <laughs> I thought, you know, people ought to know more about it. Yeah. A lot of criticism of it right now. It's considered old fashioned. The big book is considered very outdated. Mm. Uh, it, uh, and I, I just, uh, uh, the Dalai Lama said once that it was the most spiritual program of any, including churches, of any program he knew, mm-hmm. uh, and that's how I feel about it. It's a life changing program, and it has to be kind of a secret, right? And uh, so this was a way of of, of opening up the secret to to everyone.
1: Yes, I like that. I like how you're saying that you thought or you wanted everyone to know because it's not something I'm not that familiar with it. I mean, I'm aware of it, but, um, you know, kind of at a high level, but I'm not that familiar with the, you know, what it what all goes into it.
0: That's true of most people.
1: Yeah. So this your book, it sounds like opens that door for people and really gives them a glimpse of of what that is like and and what a person goes through. Yeah. Mm Hmm. Yeah. So before we wrap up here today, uh, just a couple more questions. Um, who would you say your book would appeal to, and why?
0: Um, women of a certain age, like Henrietta Rose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh I I think of uh, Anne Patchett readers. Mm-hmm uh anyone interested in a in a a woman's life at a, a deep level mothers uh, maybe therapists hmm
1: yeah it sounds like in being able to to tell that story and like you said at a deep level right to really understand um Another story,
0: yeah, mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah. Eda
0: think... Roses is, is interested in in giving a little hint of her life to her grandson, uh, and I think there there are a lot of us like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's important that those that that's that's heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, I think it is so. Yeah. Um, My guest this week has been Barb De La Cuesta, author of the book, Henrietta Rose. Barb, I want to thank you for joining us this week. And before we close out, what do you want to make sure that the readers take away after reading your book?
0: Uh, Perhaps a a little knowledge of alcoholism so that uh, they can help someone else, even though it... uh, might not ever come up. Uh, and uh, some, some uh, a look into a woman's life, uh, mm-hmm. not necessarily an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, and uh, also um, Henrietta Rose is a great clown. And I, I hope they'll see her kind of, her humor yeah. in her own, <laughs> her yeah, own the
1: humor in, in it all. And, and that's um, yeah. and the importance of that, I think, too, right? In, in, yeah.
0: And her delight, her delight in these new friends who are totally yeah. unlike the friends she had when she was a famous hostess.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. Very good, Barb. Thank you again for joining us this week. Thank
0: you so much. I enjoyed it.
1: Good. You can find more about the book, Henrietta Rose, on Amazon, and I'll link to that in the show notes, so be sure to check that out. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast, brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Sloane Fremont, and I hope you'll join us for the next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who's going to be here and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.